1: Buying a home? Selling your home? You've come to the right place. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
0: Hello everyone, this is Rob Golfy with ReMax the Golfy team. Welcome to the Golfy Real Estate
1: Show Hamilton Edition with host Rick Dampren. Yes, welcome once again to a fantastic Saturday here in the city of Hamilton, and over the next hour you're going to hear some interesting analysis, some tidbits, some statistics on what is happening with the wild and wacky real estate Sector in Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, in specific. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. Rob Golfy is a sales representative with Remax Scarpman Realty, the Golfy team. You can check out the hottest listings in town online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob G O L. FI.com. Call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfy team, 905 575 7700. If you want to get your home sold, 905 575 7700. And the Golfy team doing some amazing things on social media, whether it's TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They're all over social media with some great videos uh, highlighting some homes that are on the market right now. Get your home on the market by calling the Golfy team today. You can also get an instant home at Estimates online at golfyhomevalue.com. And if you have a topic idea or a question you'd like Rob to chime in on, you can email the golfy team. Oh, it's been uh, an exciting
0: week. A lot of things happening. Um, we had an event uh, that uh, we call it When in Any Market, uh, and it's for realtors. and We kind of share ideas, what we're doing, and everything. And a lot of we had a great turnout on it. We had 170 agents show up uh, at a winery in, uh, Beamsville, uh, from, from the Hamilton and Niagara area. And then, you know, we showed them, you know, things that we do to succeed in this, uh, uh ever changing market that we're in. And, uh, it was a great turnout. It was fantastic. My, uh, uh, sales, uh, coordinator, a manager, she put it all together and, uh, it was, it was, it was incredible, incredible. A lot of realtors there, you could tell there's realtors out there struggling, and they are and they're looking for guidance. They're looking for information. They're looking how do I how do I make it in this market? How do I win in this market? And and that's how um, you know. And that's you know. We're gonna do another event. We'll probably do a bigger one because um and we're doing another event in January. But the one the this event that we did um we didn't push it as much because the first day we had the registration uh it, we were pr- pretty well uh max filled already so so we were actually beyond that we were like okay so let's just you know moderately you know uh market it but not heavily because otherwise we, we would have to change locations and we didn't have uh a, a second locations uh to to go to so so this actually uh it worked out really well and people were excited and people were like like thrilled to see the information that we were getting and uh, so we'll do another one in january
1: this and, is uh, in- yeah, it was really good yeah this is interesting i got a couple of questions on this and so, number one this is open to any realtor out there including the competition absolutely
0: yeah it's included yeah the comp it's all the competition pretty well it's every <laughs> it's every realtor <laughs> so the, the,
1: the question is why do you do this
0: um you know what we're showing them what we do and and we're showing them what's we can do for them if they wanted to join our team. It's kind of a little bit of a recruiting uh, right, tool right. for us too at the same time. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty good, but we know that what we share very little, very little of them will implement it. And so it's, it's like we, you can give everybody all this information the, the, the tools and, and, and information to succeed, but only maybe less than 5% of the people will actually implement that. Hmm. So, um, we had, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it was great. And, uh, and then we had, you know, some agents calling us and say, Hey, I I want to join your team and that, and it, so it served its purpose. So we, we're helping everybody plus we're, it's also helping us recruit. So the question and is, it was really good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The question is, can you win in any market?
0: Yes, you can. You can win in any market. Uh, you just need to know how to do it. And a lot of. Uh, and and I'll tell you a lot of agents that start out in, in this business, they're they're not they, you know uh, they don't get the guidance. So one guy said to me, uh, uh, he asked the question, um, like, what do I do? Do I uh, go on my own, or do I uh, what do I do to succeed? And I, and I gave him two scenarios. I said, you can go on your own. You got to be really good on social media. You got to be you got to start marketing yourself, and then you got to find a a, a, a a company that will generate leads for you and then you got to make sure you follow up on those things. So, and and I'll, a hell of a lot more things on top of that because now you're running your own business or when you're new, you join a team and it's like joining a farm team. It's like the farm team for the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Like they're just one step before they go to the professional uh, league, like the NHL right. and I, and you learn the business from a team and uh and you get the experience you get the knowledge and everything else that goes on a team but the one thing you do lose you lose uh the identity of yourself but you don't really lose the identity you still can market yourself and what you learn in two years on a team usually takes most individual agents to learn and it takes them 10 to 15 years to learn and so and then after maybe so many years working on a team you can decide what direction you want to go. Do you want to try, you know, venture out on your own, which we, we see a lot of people do. We're, we're the, a team is the best stepping stone to uh, to get into real estate. A lot of people uh, walk away from the business because they try to do it on their own, they couldn't do it, and they walk away and, and they never come back. And they could have had an opportunity if they actually took the right road and, and went on a team, learned it, and then venture out on their own. But everybody's so anxious to be, uh, to be, you know, on their own, having, you know, like their business card saying it's their own business and stuff like that. I get it. I get it. I was there too. I was there too. But it 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 is hard to succeed in this business. And if you don't have what it takes, it will it, eat eat you up alive. And and the, the teams out there right now, the real estate teams, they're they're gobbling up the uh, market share. So and you and and it you have to be on a team now because they have way more to offer for the sellers and the consumer out there than any individual agent that out there.
1: When did the whole team thing start?
0: Um, you know what? It, it, it's been around for when I got in the business, there were a couple of teams in Hamilton, uh, small teams, and they grew um, in, in this market, like i in, 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 the real estate market. Um, and, and, but yeah, like it's, it's been around for at least 20, I, I mean, as far as I know, at least 25 years, 25 years. And I've been in the business. I, it was just so happens uh, when I got in 25 years ago this month, I, I, I didn't realize that I get a, uh, a letter from the real estate board. Say, hey, congratulations on your 25 year in the business. <laughs> I, 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 for, the last, for the last bunch of years, I, I knew I was like 22, 23. I kept saying that for so many years, even though I was only uh, 20. But then all of a sudden I get a letter and I'm 25 years in the business. Uh, October of, I think it's 1990. Would that be 1998? Yeah, uh, October yeah, yeah. of 1998. Yeah. Would be 25 years? And uh, yeah, I can't believe how fast that goes. Wow. Yeah. But back then there was, a, there was one or two teams in, in the Hamilton market.
1: You also have a story about a, uh, a deal that uh, Mike put together?
0: Yeah, so here's, there's a couple of things that, uh, that I want to talk about. I was working on a deal and and it's a struggle. It it was a couple that they they had an appraisal done and the appraisal came in at 1.4 million on their house in uh, the end of June, uh, first week of July, which I thought was kind of high at the time. I don't know how, I don't know, I I, I didn't see the details on that. When I went in, uh, probably about three weeks ago, um, I said, your house is, you know, value about a million dollars. And they like, whoa, like they didn't, you know, they didn't really like that uh, because they bought their next house. They didn't buy it through me. They bought their next house based on that appraisal. So anyway, we tried at 1.2 million, nothing happened. We put it at a million. And so we work on an offer and we get an offer for 972,000. And, um, my clients, You know, they're like, they they really wanted the 1 million, like, because we dropped the price to 1 million. And uh, they said, Rob, uh, I don't know. They said no, right out the gate. No. So I go to the other agent and I said to him, and I said, listen, my clients need a few days to think about it. (laughs) 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 you, You see what I'm saying? So they need a few days to think about it. So he goes, okay. I says, don't buy anything. Just give me two, three days and let's see what happens. So two days go by, my client calls me up and says, Rob, is that deal still available? <laughs> and I said, I said, just so happens I did tell him that you needed a few days to, to think about it. So uh, a few more days went by and we actually put the deal together uh, last night. So at, 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 the, at that price. During that time, we did get another offer and it was a lower offer. And he realized then that's what the market value was. And that's what caused, uh, uh considered, uh, made him decide to, to push at that number. I told him, I said, listen, I get it. I understand. I feel for you. Uh, I know this is not the number, what you were expecting, but this is what the market's willing to pay. If you, I, and I, am with you, whatever decision you make, my advice is I told you it was worth a million dollars. We should have listed it at a million dollars at the beginning, but we didn't. And I think that hurt him a little bit too. Cause I think if we hit, uh, listed at a million dollars right from the start, he probably would have gotten uh, a lot closer to the million dollar mark than, than, uh, the nine seventy two. Hmm. Yeah. So good experience. Good experience. And, but that's the experience that you get when you hire, uh, like me or anybody on my team, because they, they consult with me all the time. Like I'm, we're working on another evaluation. I'm going through the numbers with one of my agents and, 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 Giving them an idea what the value is on the property, so it, there's a lot behind the scenes stuff that goes on that pe- uh, people don't uh, don't really may not understand about.
1: But anyway, we're there. Yeah, and you know, I'm just picturing you know if you went back to the agent and originally said, no, you know they're not interested; they want at least a million. I mean, that that sale that that couple or individual who ultimately bought the house probably would have went elsewhere. Exactly, but I put them on hold.
0: I knew that my clients would actually eventually come around. Emotions are huge in, in, in this business. And the first reaction is no way get out and they need to think about it, sleep on it and let a a day go by. And, uh, and that's where I know how to feel out when uh, somebody is looking at an offer. You just gotta be able to, uh, you gotta be that liaison that just, you know, just, you know, take it easy. That's it. So, I mean, most people would have said, no, no, no. And they would have told the other agent, no, sorry, Mm -hmm. see you, goodbye. I just said to him, I didn't tell him my client said no. I just said, my client said, we got to think about it. We need a few days. (laughs) And... And I put the deal together three, four days later.
1: Well played, Mr. Golfy. Well played. Uh, still to come on the show, uh, we're going to talk about renting versus owning. We'll get into some stats here in the area. And we'll also pass along a bit of a warning for house flippers. That and more still to come here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go. As we roll down Welcome back to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfy, sales representative with REMAX's Scarpman Realty, The Golfie Team. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales, The Golfie Team, 905-575-7700. That number again is 905-575-7700. Follow The Golfie Team on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out the website, robgolfi.com. That's robgolfi.com. And if you have a question for the Golfi team or a topic you would like us to chew on on a future program, send the Golfi team an email, questions at robgolfi.com. We're going to get into some statistics in a couple of minutes. We'll talk about house flipping, uh, coming soon, and exclusive signs. Before we get to that, there is a huge debate right now with where house prices have gone, where interest rates are right now. The debate over renting a home versus owning a home is on. What are you hearing? What are you seeing?
0: Yeah. You know what? Uh, they were talking about, uh, you know, the benefit of renting is that you pay less on average monthly, uh, uh, a monthly basis over, over that uh, than an owner would buy, would pay. Right. So who must cover mortgage plus property taxes, upkeep, maintenance, and, and full proportion of utility and insurance? This is still true, but the difference is um, in the long run, you build equity on your house when you are owner. Now, when you're renting, it is cheaper. It is cheaper now, but the, but the thing is, if a renter saves money and puts that into some kind of investment, he will, he will do well, but they don't do that. They don't, a lot of them don't put money aside and then in, in a 25, 30-year period after they've been renting their entire adult life, they really don't have anything there. And then if, let's say if they stop working, they cannot afford to rent a house. Mm-hmm. Not with, the, not with you know, the pension, the Canada pension, old age pension, and whatever pension they have, money gets gobbled up so fast just on the rent. And, and rent is just increasing dramatically, as we can tell, in the last few years. And it, 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 it is, it is, a, a, my, my thing is, you know, it, it is expensive to buy a house, but in the long run, uh, to rent, you are going to be behind the eight ball and, and it's going to affect you more in your old age than it will in your younger years. Cause everybody's working, everybody's paying the rent, everybody's, you know, they're enjoying life going through the process. But when, uh, and even people that own houses, um, at least when they sell in their retirement years and need to go to retirement home, they've got that extra money that they can carry them for the next 20 years. Sometimes they have to top up from whatever their pension is. And then they got the extra money from their sale, their property. But if you don't have that, um, they end up going into a small one or two bedroom apartment in in an apartment building where they don't want to be, especially if they've been used to renting in, in, uh, in a nice house or something like that. But yeah, it's, There's pluses and minuses, but if you're a good saver, yeah, you could be okay. You could be okay because it's... uh um, you know, there's maintenance costs, too, on, on a on a house. So mm-hmm. that, that's what the renters don't want. That's what renters don't
1: want. The one big knock of renting, and and listen, I, I rented my fair share of apartments, you know, moving from one radio station to another across this country. And while there are benefits, there are some negatives. And the big negative to me is the equity part of it. Because if, if you live in a place, even if it's for 5, 10, 20 years, when you move, wherever you're moving to, you don't have anything that you're bringing with you from an equity standpoint. Yeah, you may have saved some money over the last 20 years in terms of those maintenance costs and the like, but you have nothing to hold on to once you leave that place.
0: You, you, you don't, you don't. And, and and the hassles of renting. So if you're renting a house uh, or a duplex or anything, you, you're always at the mercy of the landlord that he may end up selling that. Mm-hmm. And so you're like you're being forced to move uh, not on your terms. It's on the landlord's terms. But, and uh, but yeah, like, I mean, landlords, they get rich by you paying their mortgage off. And, uh, yeah, they're, you know, sometimes a great landlord, especially the older generation landlord, if you pay your rent on time and you give them no hassles, they don't raise your rent. Well, a lot of them now are feeling the pain of doing that. Now, every landlord is raising their rent every year. They're doing it because because they're trying to catch up to the to the market rent. Yeah. But it it's it just, uh, I, I, and I know it's hard to, to save money to buy a house, but there there's opportunities out there. There are opportunities. Sometimes, you know, if you make a deal with your landlord, uh, especially if he says he's selling it, try to buy that house from him. And there's ways you can do it. Like, I'm not saying rent to own, but I'm saying make a deal with him, saying, hey, listen, you know my credit rating. You know I've been paying rent. How about this? you know, maybe you can, uh, help me, uh, finance to buy this, you know, maybe get a second mortgage on a, on a rent, on a rental, on the rental. Uh, it may cost him a little more, but he gets to stay where he is. And now he gets to start building equity on this house. But the best deals to, for money wise, for someone to to buy a house is buying your landlord's house. So if he says I'm selling, and you like living there, try to buy it. You know, the house better than anybody else does mm-hmm. yeah. buy it and, and make the deal, make the deal with them. And there's ways of doing it and, and opportunities out there, or even if you're renting and, and he's not selling, say, Hey, listen, are you interested in selling this house? Cause you know, I, I really like to own a house and he might be able to help you, you know, maybe give you a, a small mortgage or some, something like that, that can get you into the market. It, best way to go. Always talk to your landlord. If you're renting.
1: I've noticed a couple of for sale signs on lawns in my neighborhood, Central Mountain area, but instead of for sale, it's for lease. And I would suspect that these homeowners... Um, are are trying to sell their home, don't like the number that they are potentially getting and say, you know what? I've already bought another place. I'm not going to sell my former home for what the current market value is. I'll rent it out for a year or two. I'll wait for those housing prices to spike up again and then sell it. Are are people having that discussion?
0: Absolutely. Uh, Everywhere. In 2008, uh, and 2009, when that uh, recession happened, um, we at, at, uh, like Montreal circle at, at the end of uh, 50 road, there was a subdivision that was built. I can't remember if it was mad homes or not. They built this big subdivision. A lot of investors bought in there and they were hoping to flip their properties. They couldn't flip them. They couldn't get the money that they, they thought they could. They actually, the properties were worth less than what they paid for. So a lot of, they all became rentals. And then over a course of time, as property values started raising, going up, uh, those, those owners, those investors, started selling them. So at, in the first probably five years, there was that subdivision where all climbing again, um, they started becoming homeowners. So in that subdivision at the end of 50 Road, and, and I'll say you know, Montreal Circles was the part of that, they are, I would say they're probably over 90, 90 to 95% uh, homeownership there. And, 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 and that's what, that's what investors do or they can't get the number they want. Hey, I'm going to hang on to it and rent it. Let somebody pay for my mortgage and, and then I'll wait till the market catches up and, and then I'll sell it.
1: We're going to talk about uh, house flipping in a couple of minutes, but I do want to get into some of the stats that we're seeing that uh, you've provided uh, regarding uh, comparisons between October, 2022, up until this point to past Octobers and, and past months. And we're seeing you know a, a dip here, but an increase there. You know in Burlington, for example, the average price in the first uh, couple of weeks in October is higher than what we saw in September, and it's higher what we saw in August, and it's relatively close to what we saw in July, which is interesting. What do you make of what's happening in Burlington? Well, it, Bur- Burlington is
0: you know you got the GTA, you know is it's part of that market, I would say, but Burlington's you know some place where it's it's a first choice. Uh, you know the toronto people and if, if they can't afford it, then they keep going until they afford but it, it, it is surprising that the market is strong so no the, the number you got for october there it's it's only based on the first few weeks right so yeah we we're still gonna we're still gonna get the actual numbers at the, at the end of the month but it, it it'll be pretty close to that but what what's bothering me is is everybody's giving their opinions and, and we're hearing a lot in 2023 they feel that the market will uh, still, uh, adjust itself. Um, it, it, it's hard to gauge. Like, you know, I, I'm looking at, sometimes I look at, um, September, uh, uh, like August and September numbers are very close, uh, in, in, in most markets, but, um, uh, have we, you know, have we stopped that decline in real estate values? It's hard to tell. Um, I know there's a lot of good deals that are happening out there. A lot of people are, are buying houses. Um, there is, you know, first time buyers buying people up, uh, moving up. We have a couple, uh, uh, right now, there was a couple in Burlington. They're actually selling their house to, because they want to drop their mortgage. Now they can afford their mortgage, but they don't want to, you know, uh, live just to pay the, pay the house, you know, pay, pay for the mortgage. So you're going to see a lot of people downsizing, but it has to be a significant amount of money. You don't want to do a lateral movement and you find out, you know what, we only saved, uh, based on a hundred thousand dollar mortgage, uh, they want to save like like two to four hundred, two to three hundred thousand dollars off their mortgage. That's what they want to do. So, um, you know, like if we look at January, like let's say, let's say Burlington, January of two thousand twenty, the average sale price was eight
1: hundred
0: thirty seven thousand. Mm-hmm. Isn't that insane? <laughs> yes. And now now like and, as as of the end of of September, we were at a million fifty two thousand, well a million fifty three thousand. So. Are we gonna drop to that? i d I don't think we'll drop to that. Um I, I it's it's hard to tell. Uh I know things have slowed down. I know there's another pri- uh interest price hike uh that that's happening uh next week. Next week yeah. So it, 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 it's hard to gauge. Like like if you look if you look in Hamilton, like in January of 2020, two thousand yeah, like the average sale price was five hundred and sixty six thousand. Can you imagine if we went to those prices now? we would have another economic boom. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody be jumping at buying real estate. So I, I don't know if it, it, it'll, it'll drop that low. Uh, I think we're getting cl- very close or, or if, we, if not, we're already there. Uh, the fault, this, this ended the end of, tw- of this year will give us a really good indication where the market's going to land. I truly feel if you're a seller and you've got next year planning to sell, don't wait till, uh, April, May to do it. I would do it in February. And Believe me, February is the month to put your house up for sale year in, year out. Forget about the flowers waiting for those beautiful flowers to come in. Let, you know, just, just take pictures now. You got the fall market. Take pictures now. Uh, do, it, uh, do it then. But uh, like I said, just don't wait for your house to look good outside. Wait for the market to look good for your, yourself or your pocketbook.
1: You're right. I mean, the stats in February really support what you're saying because January to February 2020, the price goes from 5 to, this is in Hamilton, 566,000 to 592. Twenty twenty one, seven hundred twenty seven thousand and change in January to seven seventy seven in February, and exactly the same in in this this past January February, January twenty twenty two, nine hundred sixty six thousand dollars the average price went to a million twenty one the all time high. So February is that that's when things really heat up. I I tell people that, and sometimes people don't listen
0: and i i i don't i i don't get it like they they're, they just said oh it's ugly outside the snow and this and that <laughs> you know what that's the best time to hide your house when it look if you got if you got terrible grass and got terrible flower beds perfect yeah get it on the market <laughs> but uh and and some people you know they say well my landscaping doesn't show as well well hey if you can afford to to make that difference but like if you look if look look at uh let's, let's take a look at, uh, uh, February, uh, January of, of, uh, 2000, uh, 21. I mean, like, look, up, yeah, you're right. It jumps, it jumps like crazy. And that's the best time. Like I, uh, I'll tell you, that's the start of a good market. And if it's a balanced market and sometimes when the spring comes in summer, it balances out in most balanced markets. Now we've had a good three years in the past three years of, February, March, except for 2020 because, uh, because of the, uh, effect of, uh, of, uh, COVID, but actually COVID didn't hit to March. So things kind of started and then stopped, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but February, everybody, February is the, is, uh, is, uh, is the month, to to get your house on the market. If you're thinking in the new year and, but we're selling houses now too.
1: Yeah. Same kind of jump in Niagara as well from, uh, January to February in both 2020, uh, 2021 and uh, this past January, February period as well. It's it's a hot time of the year to uh, to sell it. Um, what about those who are considering flipping their homes? We got about 90 seconds to uh, start this discussion. We'll continue it after the commercial break. So there's new, uh, starting on January 2023. There's a new federal law that is really has a, a bunch of anti-flipping rules. And after that date, anyone who does sell a property in which they own for less than a year. Is going to be considered a flipper, and they're going to have to pay this flipping tax, if you will. Do you see this being crippling for flippers? Um, for some, yeah.
0: There's a lot of people that have moved every year, and they buy, they've cleaned it up, fixed it, and they've stayed in there for six months and moved, and they said that was their personal residence. So those guys, they're going to have to stay in their house a little longer if they're not, if they don't want to be taxed. And you know what? Not, and they may even tax you even after uh, 2023, like let's say you, let's say you did five flips in three years in uh, prior to 2023. it they'll, they'll tax you on that. They'll tax you based on uh, like, you know, like you said, you live there. We'll say, Hey, look, this looks like more like you flipping houses, not living there. So you, you gotta be careful on, uh, on moving too much because now that that's a business that you're in and some people can do that. I mean, A lot of families can't do that. You know, they got, you know, two, three kids and they got lots of stuff in the house. So it's a pain to move. But but people that uh, people that uh, don't uh, don't don't have too much baggage to carry, they're doing it.
1: Well we'll see how this tax impacts the market. we're also going to get into signs that you have seen on for sale signs like exclusive and coming soon. Where are they going in the months and years ahead? Well, we'll tackle that next year on the golfy real estate show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Zanfran with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax, Escartman Realty, the Golfie team. If you want to get your home sold or you're in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfie team, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. You can follow the Golfie team on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and and Twitter and send the golfy team an email that we'll touch on on a future program. The email address is questions at Rob The uh, coming soon and exclusive signs. We have seen some of these, maybe not as much as we did at the height of the real estate pandemonium or, or mania earlier on this year. What are going on? What, what's going on with these signs and will we see them return like we did earlier this year? they
0: will not, uh, they're not going to return and they're going to end soon. And I'm happy for that because there, there are some agents out there. They'll put down exclusive and two weeks, three weeks before it hits the MLS. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to sell the house themselves. But, but what they're doing is they're hurting the seller from getting that maximum exposure on the market. So if they try to, so basically if anybody sees that house for sale, which is, you know, it's a limited number of people and they do get an offer. Well, did they really get a, a bonafide great offer for their house? They probably would have got a better offer if they actually hit the MLS system and, and other Avenue, other uh, uh, websites that would have been advertised on um, instead of just a realtor thinking about himself. And usually the realtors that are doing this, they're saying, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to get you to buy ourselves and everything. It, it really, it's only the realtor trying to, uh, basically double end the deal as they're saying. They're trying to list it and sell it themselves to make more money. I don't like this, and sometimes our clients, because they see this, they want us to do it. We put a coming soon, but we don't let anybody in that house because two reasons. Um, if, we put, if we let agents view it before it hits the market, then they mess up the seller's head by, let's say they like it, they bring in an offer, and they're like, okay, now you have to make a decision. Do we deal with this offer or do we hate to wait till it hits the MLS system? And, and it, now it's like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? I rather, we had people a lot of times uh, beg us, can we get in, into that coming soon uh, listing? I said, no, 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 because we want to wait till it hits the market where everybody has a chance. At the same time, during a hot market, uh, you want to list on a Thursday so you get all the out of town. Realtors and out-of-town buyers have a chance to see the house on the weekend, all that in place. I am glad they're getting rid of this. I'm glad they're getting rid of the coming soons. I'm glad they're getting rid of the exclusive. If you're going to have a sign on the front lawn, it better be on MLS. That's what the uh, Ontario Real Estate Association is saying that you have to do, which I am all for it. Um, We put coming soons on ours just because our clients seeing everybody else, but they don't know uh, the effects uh, of that. And, and also the, yeah. And, and the exclusive, I'm, I'm all for this. I'm all for this because now everybody gets a chance to see the house on the market. It's just not the, uh, the, the neighborhood or the clients of that agent and, and they're not representing the agent in the hot market. You put an exclusive listing, you may have a buyer for it, but guess what? The rest of the world didn't see that house. Maybe they would have paid a hundred thousand dollars more for it. So, and I know a lot of people that did sell their house, when it was exclusive earlier this year, and also in early 2017, they lost out.
1: Is it, it? It sounds really similar to a bully offer, in which you you accept an offer not knowing what the possibilities of all the other offers that would come in would be.
0: It, it is almost like a bully offer. There, so like let's say let's say you get you have a house exclusive, or no, let's say coming soon, you get an offer. It's not an MLS. And the guy comes in 50,000 above asking, he knows it's a good deal. And, uh, and then the, but the seller's going, okay, I'll, I'll take it. But if that thing hit the open market, maybe would have got a hundred thousand over asking. He really shortchanges himself and the agent doesn't do him any justice by uh, doing that, especially in in a hot market. And I tell people that's not the way to go. Uh, it, it is not the way to go. Get it on the open market. Let everybody in the world know that your house is for sale. And, and then you know exactly what the market's willing to pay. You do this exclusive stuff, I, I don't like it. We do coming soon because everybody else is doing it and, and our clients uh, pressured us to do it. I am so happy that we can get
1: rid of it. The house is the market the day uh, that the sign goes up, fantastic. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Lots more to come here in our final segments of the Golfy Real Estate Show. We'll talk about the bubble that many think is going to burst. And we'll also talk about the luxury home market in this area. That's next on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Uh-huh. go around here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Gulfie sales representative. REMAX is Skartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can call the first ever real estate team in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year. That's the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Online at com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. Let's talk about the bubble. We know a recession might be on the way. Inflation is high. Interest rates are up. Many, many are, are uh, contemplating and predicting the big housing bubble to burst. Um, we've talked about it at length on this program, and, and you're on the mind that you don't see a big burst, if, if any burst. You
0: know, I, it, it's hard to tell, like, if there is going to be a, a burst, I think we are, I think we just went through this burst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I do think the luxury market is going to get affected because it just depends on your level of um, wealth, because if, if you've got a luxury property or like luxury property with a big mortgage on it, um, you're going to want to get rid of that big mortgage, especially at the interest rates. Right. Like, but it just depends uh, on the level those houses. Are coming down in price to a certain degree. Now wealthy people are wealthy, uh, regardless. Uh, depends, you know what? What is a recession or not? Um, but I, I, I do feel that the lower wealthy people will get uh, will start uh, unloading their properties, and and they're gonna they're gonna feel a brunt of it of uh, because they bought high. These guys they were paying a million dollars more for a house but It was worth. Say they were on the market earlier this year for 3 million and now they said, okay, I'm going to pay 4 million for it. Cause I really want it. And now can you imagine having an extra million dollar mortgage on your house. That's not <laughs> worth it. You know? Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, it, you know, there's going to be a lot of adjustments. Um, the housing bubble, I think it happened. I don't think it's, uh, and, and it's, it's adjusting itself. I don't think it's, uh, uh, we're going to see one coming. I think we just had one that happened, you know, like it, like it hit to a certain level. Now it's adjusted itself. And, um uh, but yeah, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, Ray? well, yeah, I mean, we've already seen some adjustments whether it's a correction or, uh, you know, a, a, a shift in the market or a tweak, but yeah, we've seen prices come down. We just, you know, uh, spoke to the stats earlier on in the show and how they're, you know, different from what we saw at the beginning of the year, but at the end of the day, you know, time is going to go on, and if you are in a position to hold on to your home, and I think most Canadians are, that value is going to go back up. So, you know, as we saw in 2008, as we saw in the early 90s, as we saw in the early 1980s, you know, there's these price fluctuations, and home, the smart home. Owners hold on to their places uh, they know the equity is going to be there at the end of the day they know that value is going to double as it has every 10 years or so um, so yeah we're, we're seeing a bit of a tweak right now but i think most homeowners are confident in the canadian housing system if you will that uh, you know sunnier skies are, are down the road
0: yeah like i mean like if you look at 2008 i think the interest rates were about uh, 4.65 or, or almost five percent in 2000 um uh, that was in 2008, 2018, like during the recessions, interest rates were high and the housing was cheap. Mm-hmm. What I would do any, I would do anything to buy a house in 2008 uh, <laughs> or nine yeah. at 250,000 at 6% or 5%. I would yeah. do anything in 1990. Interest rates were uh, at 12, 13%, but housing prices were probably a hundred thousand. So I would do anything to pay. I'll pay 13% to buy a house for a hundred thousand. You know what I <laughs> mean? So, During recessions, yes, interest rates are climbing, but our interest rate is not that bad. And um, so we had something that happened to us that will never, ever happen again in our lifetime. I won't see it. I don't even think any millennial or Gen Z will see it again Mm -hmm. uh, with the interest rates at one and a half. And And here's the thing. I was just talking to somebody. Um, I said, you know what? When interest rates are like 1%, nobody took the variable rate because you had to pay one5 to 2%. Nobody took the variable rate. I mean, <laughs> no, everybody took the variable rate. Nobody wanted to lock in at five years the at 2%. Year. Yeah. Well, guess what? That five-year 2% now, I think I could turn the <laughs> clock backwards. i take it in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. But, 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 but nobody did because everybody said stay with variable, variable, variable. So those ones that did lock in, God bless you. You did the right thing, uh, especially at, uh, when the interest rate's at one 1, 1.5%. One and, uh, and you took the chance because you knew you were going to lock in at 2% or 25 Well, you're looking like the, uh, the smart one on the block right now. But uh, right now, everybody's staying at a variable rate because they're trying to keep it lower <laughs> all the time. But it's hard to tell. Uh, I lo- uh, like, so, like I said before, I'm locking in on, some, on my properties on a five-year rate and I'm going variable on the other one. So I'm, I'm going to have a balance of both so that, you know, if things do get go, you know, the wrong way with interest rates, at least I'm balanced. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be, big trouble with that
1: you'll have some flexibility hey you can listen to our show online through spotify itunes google podcast stitcher and many more just search for the golfy real estate show in your favorite podcast platform hit that follow button and you will never miss an episode thanks for listening to the golfy real estate show we're back next saturday at nine on 900 chml